I loved candy. I loved cheese. I loved uh, cracker <laughs> snacks like milk. My bro, like anything that was high calorie, right? I just uh, ate a shit ton of it. I used to eat cheese, Tillamook medium cheddar by the block, bro. Just sitting there eating it. Milk, you know what I mean? Welcome back, episode two of Mind versus Muscle. Theo Bowie, Cody Boom Boom here, and as promised, uh, you know we're gonna go a little bit more into detail um, for for each one of us, just so you guys can kind of get to know us. Um, for those of you who don't train with us personally or or are at the gym, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna interview Cody. Uh, it might be the driest uh, seven to ten minutes of your life. <laughs> Um, but we'll try to make it interesting and I'll try to make, make up some, some stupid oh, questions. To... I'm the most interesting man's <laughs> cousin. <laughs> I got a lot to say. The only thing that's really interesting about Cody is his hair and you can't see it because we're not filming this yet, but we'll, we'll try to make that happen. At we some wanted point. you guys to focus on the, <laughs> on the podcast cause it's distracting in a All great right. way. So, uh, to shut Cody up, um, <laughs> and, and to get him talking a little bit more about himself, uh, Cody explain to the people who you are. Well, uh, my name is Cody McBroom. I got the name uh, Cody Boom Boom actually from high school soccer way back. And uh, actually, my brother got the name. I stole it from him a few years back for marketing purposes. And thank so God he's I a did. Thief. I'm a All thief. Right, so. Uh, so, like, when I got into high school, um, I made varsity uh, freshman year. Everybody, the announcers, everybody on soccer called my brother Cody or Vinny Boom Boom. Um, so when I came on, it was uh, the Boom Boom Brothers, and we had this cool, like, little uh, dynamic duo. I was in center mid. He was the forward, so we feeded off each other. It was really dope until I tore all the ligaments in my knee two years in a row and just destroyed my uh, soccer career. But that's another story for another time. But uh, you moved like shit. Yeah, and then I started moving like shit, man. So, um, and actually, you know what? That I mean, that's a whole other episode we could talk about because I guarantee the reason is because yep. of lack of mobility, right? Um, but, yeah, so long story short, I grew up uh, – skateboarding, playing a lot of soccer. I, uh, in high school, junior year, I tore my meniscus, gained a little bit of weight, came back senior year. I tore my ACL, same knee. Uh, so surgery after surgery, uh, rehab, all this stuff that I didn't do properly. Um, ate like shit, partied too much, uh, just kind of just didn't really do anything right. And I gained a ton of weight. Um, and finally, uh, I just had a huge, uh, transformation eventually changed my life, got into fitness, started training people, um, mentored with somebody named Luca Hosevar who, uh, owns a gym up here in Seattle. So I started working with him. I've been working with him for almost five years now. And, um, I mean, the rest is history. Now I own an online business, uh, boomboomperformance.com. I do online coaching. I do personal coaching. Um, so just a lot, just everything in training and nutrition, man. That, that's what I do, man. That's like the most boring story ever. I told you guys, but, um, you know, <laughs> going back to, I like got the, haters, <laughs> apparently <laughs> my going, best friend <laughs> <laughs> going back to the, Going back to the the boom boom thing, the boom boom nickname. So not only did he steal it, but uh, what well, other what other let's let's us. talk I mean, about other nicknames because when I when I got there, I mean you had just kind of broken out of another nickname that that Luca and Hugh and those guys <laughs> gave you. So let's let's expose that really quick, man. Uh, so let's be when honest I, about so like it and too. this is a good this is a good message for all the guys out there who uh, train in big box gyms and read uh, all the flex magazines who who do too many bicep curls and too many uh, bench presses, right? So all I did is bench press and curl, essentially. I'd, I'd never heard of a squat or a deadlift before back then. Okay, Explains a lot. <laughs> 
that's that's over exaggeration but the point is is i did like the mirror muscle thing right i did a lot of high intensity cardio to lose weight and stuff but i had zero back so i didn't know what deadlifting was i knew i heard of it but i didn't want to fuck with it and I didn't do any pull-ups. I didn't do a lot of rowing. So I had no back. So they called me Cody McLittle back, actually, um, for quite some time. And that that destroyed me. But, you know, it's one of those negative motivations because I actually, I'll never forget this. It, it sent me to TJ Maxx one day. And I went and got one of those. TJ uh, Maxx, Max, man. They had shit on sale. It was dope. I put the, uh, the door mount door frame chin-up bar in my room oh and okay i was like you know what, what I mean? well, how did that send you to tj maxx like tj maxx is I, you the know shit, what yeah i went but... to ross i went to marshall's <laughs> and then finally tj maxx okay, is the only place right, I had it. man right. sports authority Makes was sense. like 100 bucks i yeah. couldn't afford that back then and that's why they're out of business now exactly right so uh so i threw it on the door frame and i made a rule that like i couldn't remember if it was every hour i had to do five chin-ups or every time i walked past my room or whatever it was so like the hours that i would be home you know, I ended up cranking out 50 to 100 pull-ups a day, no matter what, over a course of a summer, on top of Luca programming a ton of deadlifts and back training in my... Just uh, all posterior change. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> so um, after that summer, my back grew a lot, and like I got rid of that nickname pretty quick. Shit, my glutes and hamstrings got so big, I remember returning jeans to Nordstrom because they just didn't fit anymore. And I had to tell the lady, like, my ass won't fit in these jeans, like, <laughs> could I get some new ones, but... But yeah, that, and that's that, a good feeling. Like when you have it, to like, it was. you got to redo your whole wardrobe because of the gains you got. Yeah, it that's was like pretty the dope. most douchebaggy thing that I think I've ever said, but it's true. Hey, but it's true. If you're a guy, you know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. But it was great. Uh, so yeah, Cody McLittleback was that nickname, and I had that for a while. And and you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna throw out a nickname that uh, only my boys from back in the day know, and I can't even believe I'm gonna say this shit. This shit, I, I used to damn near fight these dudes for this shit man uh there was a point in time like at my heaviest point like they started calling me peter griffin man and it it got <laughs> Yo, to me bro <laughs> it got to me man talk about negative Cody motivation griffin. i heard that oh, and i was I'm like bringing that back now thank now you, they're all fellas. yeah now i do online coaching for three of them they all want help from me man like so the tables have turned so thank you, you guys for the, calling me the family the, guy yeah you should have gave him the peter griffin prices <laughs> oh i know for real 750 a month <laughs> fuckers all right, uh, so what what got you into training in the first place? And, like, talk a little bit about your, your personal transformation, um, you know, both the physical and, and mental side of that. Man, I think uh, ultimately, like, years of just being uh, – I was always, like, overweight. I was never fat. I was always chubby, overweight. My mom mm. would say husky. Um, I saw pictures. I don't know if I agree with that, but continue. Hey, okay, well, I'll, okay, let me reframe. I'm not, I wasn't obese. Is that fair to say? Okay. I mean, yeah, you had I was left definitely overweight. Like ten years old. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was. I was definitely husky. <laughs> like, and you know what? Like the thing was is, like and Twinkies I think, hanging over your jeans. <laughs> okay. It's disgusting. Let me All tell right, the story, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. So, I think like whether you're ten pounds overweight or you're fifty pounds overweight, you're gonna have a lot of uh, self doubt, um, lack of confidence, low self esteem, yeah. all these things, right? So I just experienced that for too many years. Um, I hid behind my jokes, my humor um, trying to play sports and be, you know what I mean? And then I did go through a phase where I actually, I, I hit a growth spurt. I got a little taller. I started playing a lot more soccer and I actually leaned out a little bit. I was still wasn't like lean or ripped or anything like that, but I did lean out. And then of course, right afterwards, I, I hit that injury, um, in my knee, gained weight, came back another injury, gained weight. So by the time I graduated high school, I probably hit my heaviest at about 205 to 210. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 5'9", 5'10", if I'm lucky, if I'm wearing some Air Force Ones. Um, but 
that really just, it, it was starting to get to me. I was done with high school. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was going to uh, community college for business, but it wasn't really anything that meant anything to me. I had other friends playing sports at colleges and stuff like that. I couldn't do that because my soccer career ended. And I remember like walking downstairs and looking in the mirror and I was getting ready to change and I saw um, stretch marks on my sides. And that day I remember going upstairs and like throwing away like Mountain Dew and like sugar cereal and all that bullshit that was in my cupboard. Yeah, serious. Um, and, and I like cold Turkey isn't the best way to go for you people out there. Like I think it's important to build habits gradually and everything, but for some reason that's what worked for me. Um, I got rid of it all and I was just done, man. All my friends had abs. I never did once in my life. And it was just like, I was just sick of it. So that moment right there, uh, triggered it and made me start trying to train. And so the only access I had to a gym was actually at the community college in Des Moines, uh, Washington Highline. And, uh, Tim Vagan, who, uh, who, you know, obviously Theo, and he runs the, uh, athletic program, the personal training program at that college who was actually trained, uh, Michael Phelps. He, he worked with Jay Rice at one point, I believe yeah. like crazy. Like I, you wouldn't have guessed it when you saw him. Cause he's a little bit older. Um, I see him and he's like, Hey, like you should let me teach you a thing or two. Like, I see you got to like, I still had some knee issues. He's like, I can tell you're trying, you're passionate. You should come to one of my classes. And I was just like, the fuck this guy runs a personal training class. Like, and I just kind of brushed it off my shoulders. A couple of days went by and finally I was like, you know what? I hate this, this, uh, I can't remember what class I was in business math or something. I was like, I hate this class. I might as well skip it. So I left class, went to his class and just kind of like slid in the back and he, he saw me, but just let me chill. And I just chilled the whole class. And then man, the rest is history that fired me up. I can't tell you how many people he introduced me to. I just followed him around everywhere. I changed my degree. Uh, my dad was heated because he wanted me to go to business school. Here's this like chubby dude who knows has never weight trained in his life who says he's changing his degree without his permission, who he's paying for my college, who changed it to uh, personal training, right? So he was pissed, but thank God he, he like let it go because obviously it changed my life for the better. Um, so yeah, I think the big motivation was, was really those stretch marks, man. That changed my life. And then after that, I just kept training and I started eating better and just like cannot could not stop studying man and then next thing i know i met luca uh he came and spoke at our school i mentored under him interned worked for free for three or four months started working for him and, and it just kept kept doing the domino effect man so i think that i mean just from me listening there's i mean there's a few uh takeaways from that and first of them first one is being like you know you had obviously a big breakthrough uh throwing away like the stuff that you love like mountain dew and like the sugary cereals and all that stuff like but I think that that's the, that's the thing is people always have like this aha moment, right? And like, you know, right. when you first get into the gym, whether it's like a new year's resolution or you're getting ready for the summer or you're, you're trying to burn off, uh, you know, stuff, uh, during the holidays, like burn off fat or, or, or anything like that. Right. There's, there's always that big breakthrough and then it kind of dies off. So what, what kept you around from, uh, or what, what kept you in vigor and, and right, kept, kept you me from, going? Yeah. What kept you um, going? You know, like I, I was on my, I, I think like by the time I got to vigor, I already had lost all the weight. So I definitely like, I leaned up a lot. So I was, it was probably at least six months later. And I think the, the biggest uh, thing that kept me going is just like how I felt, man. Like people forget to look at the little victories, right? Like I remember for, for instance, I, I walked to school and I had to walk up this, this big ass hill to get up to my classes. And I remember like specifically the first day, like I got up to the hill and like, I realized I wasn't like 
puffing my lungs out, taking a break and sweating from walking up this, this hill, like a little thing like that, like walking up a hill comfortably was like crazy to me. And that fired me up to keep training. Right. And then of course, like, you know, I remember going to the party, uh, after a month or two of training and like a couple girls being like, Holy crap, like you look great. Like all yeah. these things. And I was just, Oh, thank you. Like nothing. But in my head, that was like the biggest ego boost. Right. I was like, man, that's fuel. Like people are noticing I'm going <laughs> right. to keep this going. Um, and I think it's like for people like us, you get that like iron bug, right? Like I, I, I did like bench press for the first time and I was like, this is dope. Yeah. Like I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. I just want to like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you keep going and keep going. Um, so it's hard to say like what pivotal thing like kept me pushing, but I think like mainly just, uh, the way this industry is and the way fitness is, is it's just forever evolving, right? It's like chasing a unicorn. I think you never really reach your full potential. Every time I hit a goal, I'm like, man, that's cool. And I'm glad and I celebrate it, but I, I already know what else I want to achieve afterwards. So just setting the bar higher each time, um, I think was, was huge for me. And just knowing ultimately that it never stops. If you keep pushing, like you're pushing is really what fired me up to go. And then of course, like the way I was feeling about it. So uh, most people know me as a writer. I, I, I've been blogging for years now. And, and in high school, that was literally the only class I did well at because writing class, we could like, we could write stories. I could write comic books. I was into drawing. So I did like, that was fun for me is creating stories. So I started blogging the whole process on this blog that nobody read back in the day. And you guys can go look at it and it's horrible. It was called uh, <laughs> befitlivegreat.weebly.com. And wow. I show people this sometimes because That's a mouthful. because it is, man. But And, and I didn't know anything about marketing t tactics or anything like that. But I share that with people because they're, they're like, they see like the success I've built online and they're like, how do I do that? Um, and I'm like, man, you gotta, you just gotta start and you gotta just stay consistent. Cause I've been writing free blogs for five years to get where I'm at. That shows you that like, at first nobody was reading it. They weren't great, but I was doing it right. I was, I was putting out my message, putting out what was working for me and journaling the process helped me a lot because I knew if anybody read it, they could benefit from that. So not only me, being able to keep growing, but I think being able to help other people do the same is really what fueled me to get better. And that's like accountability for us right. to be in better shape, right? right? Like if people look to me for guidance and I can share what I did with them, then I'm going to push harder myself as well and get better and better and better. Yeah. And kind of going back to like what, what kept you around too, because from an out, outside perspective, you know, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, Tim approaching you and, and saying, Hey, come into one of my classes and, and, uh, you know, eventually, you stuck around and, and he introduced you to a bunch of people. And eventually, uh, you know, you uh, got into contact with with Luca, which, um, you know, is safe to say that he's probably kind of the one that took over the reins and, and, and mentored us both. Um, yeah. And uh, really showed us a lot and, and took the time and effort to uh, and, and really actually ultimately just believed in us. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that going back to, you know, uh, the mind part, right, the mentality aspect of things is. Uh, your environment. You had like a super positive environment. Like you had somebody who believed in you and, yeah. and showed you a different path versus something that was like forced upon you. Right. Right. And I think that that's huge because, you know, a lot of people and especially, you know, we see it every day uh, at, at Vigor with our clients is, you know, uh, people who are saying, oh, well, you know, my my husband or my brother or, you know, somebody close to them needs to get in here. And, you know, I keep telling them this and that. Like you can tell somebody 
something to the fucking cows come yeah, home, but like they're never it. gonna. You, you can't force it, right? They need like to you want have it. to, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I think it was kind of like that that silent leadership. You know, he he invited you and yeah, and you know, uh, kind of dropped a little bit of uh, curiosity into your head, exactly. And, uh, and, and it kind of just took a snowball effect, which I think is absolutely massive for anybody who's who's getting ready to kind of go into their own personal transformation right. whether it's you know in fitness business um with their family whatever it is i think that that's that's the, huge the atmosphere and surroundings are just everything man and i think like for me at that young age when i was doing this because like we got to remember I, so i graduated at 17 because i'm younger than everybody in my class so this all started at 18 so i started this young i met tim at 18 i uh i started interning with luca at 19 so um, that all happened so young that all my friends were eating whatever the hell they want, staying lean, drinking beer every day, smoking weed, partying, uh, not really working, not some of them were in college. And if the ones that were in college, they had their shit together, but they were gone, right? They were in Oregon, California, playing basketball, doing their thing. And for me to have to completely change my surroundings from the people I grew up with, because they weren't headed in the same direction with me was the hardest thing ever. But you realize at a point like you need to surround yourself with the right things or else you will not go uh, in the direction you want to go, period. You know what I mean? So I think that was definitely a challenge, um, not only because my age and it, nobody was doing it, nobody understood, but I think everybody in general has that issue, right? Um, so that was a big change for me. And when I made that decision, finally, it, it definitely did make a big difference, you know, and people will hate at first. You you make those changes. You, may, you say you want to do different things. You stop hanging around these people and they kind of give you shit and they, they make you feel kind of crappy at first, you know, and then eventually they, they understand and they kind of grow up and they're like, man, I respect you for it. So yeah. it all comes full turn. But so you, you talked, well, you mentioned that, you know, 18 was kind of like that age for you where you kind of had like, you know, that, that realization. But I think that what's so common is people tend to forget their history or their own past. Mm -hmm. Right. So talk about like how you grew up, like your habits, whether it was, you know, right. were you active, your uh, what was your like nutrition like? Because that's absolutely huge yeah. in this country um, is is how you come up and, and how you're raised. I think like and a lot of people like to blame their genetics on the results they get. And, and don't get me wrong. Genetics play a part. Right. Um, big time. But at the same time, like I do believe that you kind of you create your own genes and genetics over time. Right. So my dad, uh, he was a baseball player in a karate, uh, high level karate athlete, I guess you would call it, uh, his whole life. Then he owned it. He actually owned his own small business, which was a dojo. Kick the shit out of you. Bro, he is a like, beast. I just have like, Yo, this, like, as soon as he said that, like I just had like this You should vision. see him when he has a few just drinks. Just him just coming through He'll the door stay. and just kicking the shit out to of To this you. day, this guy has a few drinks and he starts kind of like getting loose, you know, oh, and trying man. to throw some Pops, kicks. And I'm like, to this, I don't want you to you, break your hip, dad. Can you like, please, next time we're all together, just... When he's I, least expecting it, whether yo, it's from behind, like there's no way this guy's listening. He he just got <laughs> off his Motorola razor, and I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. We finally got actually, I think his work forced him to get an iPhone. No shit, it's crazy. But anyway, so he owned his own dojo by 18. He was 18 year old, uh, black belt, owned his own dojo. He was in magazines for karate. Like we got pictures uh, up in the house and everything. So there's he grew up lean. Him, like, it's it's dope, know. right? And and he's lean. He's always been lean. He's obviously not ripped today because he's 53 54 but he's still in good shape and healthy my mom was a gymnast uh i mean she did like like i told you she went and this is a story for another time uh she was on the discovery channel for surviving in the wilderness for two to three months with her family at age nine so she grew up doing the craziest shit she's five foot 120 pounds small my brother grew up lean as hell uh athlete 
but for some reason I was always heavier. And I think it really just came down to, and, and the funny thing is my brother was the one that was into video games. I've never been into video games. So I was always outside playing, um, played soccer my whole life, skateboarded, uh, snowboarded, stuff like that. But I think it just, it literally was nutrition. And I think that's why I'm such a big nutrition guy today. Because I just, I loved candy, I loved cheese, I loved uh, cracker <laughs> snacks, like milk. Like, bro, like anything that was high calorie, right? I just uh, ate a shit ton of it. I used to eat cheese, Tillamook medium cheddar by the block, bro. Just sitting there eating it. That milk, you know what I mean? Like, wow. um, I didn't really eat lean meats. I didn't want to eat eggs. Like, I just wanted candy and junk and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And over time, I just grew up just overweight from it, man. It didn't matter if I played soccer six days a week, I, I was going to be overweight. Uh, and that's just the way I ate. You know what I mean? So I think my upbringing, my, my, my mom is the nicest person in the world. My dad wasn't around a lot when I was real young, um, from just working and traveling so much. And at the end of the day, I just ate whatever the hell I want. Yeah. I would, you know, and then they got divorced real young. So I had freedom. So I just, I roamed the city, go to the mini mart, grab candy, you know what I mean? And it just got worse and worse. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as like, what caused my horrible results or lack of being lean is just, man, just complete nutrition. Right. hundred percent. And that, um, and obviously if people know me now, that's like my big thing is like, if you're going to work with me, we got to dial in that nutrition at some point. Cause it's so important. Right. And now, I mean, your blog is pretty much your, I mean, your entire website and I mean, not in, entirely, but it has a big role of, of what you do and right. kind of like your niche and yeah. how you evolved into, you know, what you do as for your business exactly. now, like what you're extremely passionate about, which has absolutely kind of like blown up uh, as of recent. And I've kind of watched it and, and had a lot of conversations with, with, with Cody on this. Um, so definitely check out uh, boomboomperformance.com and, and read as much as you possibly can. Cause there's like, there's, I mean, gold as far as uh, information and education goes on there. But uh, you know, I, again, like, that's why I keep talking about, you know, and, and why I wanted to call this thing, uh, you know, mind versus muscle um, and, and really attach the, the mentality um, uh, aspect behind the muscle, because, uh, you know, I think that, you know, and, and we're both very, very big fans of, you know, the warrior mindset, you know, warrior understands that, uh, you know, the mind and, and body is connected. So I think that when you neglect one of those things that, you know, there's, there's never going to be a true balance in, in your life, no matter how much you want to hide it or right. mask it. Um, you know, and, and you see some of the most, the, the most successful people on the planet, um, whether it's 30 minutes, you know, they're, they're doing something active every single yeah. day, even though they're working 18 plus hours and just grinding, yeah. you know, they're, they're finding time. So, uh, Whether it's know. walking, yoga, mobility, anything, right. I totally agree. Right. Everybody has to do something for their body. And I think like, like what you just said reminded me that like list, like thinking about what I've been talking about this whole time, that what kept me going and kept me fueled to go further and further is like a really valuable lesson of, I, I like studying like uh, Japanese and Greek philosophy. I just think it's really cool stuff. And uh, like a big thing that stuck with me is uh, this, the term Shoshin. And it's yeah. pretty much, it just means the beginner's mind. So yeah. like the story behind it is never stop learning, right? Like the second we stop trying to learn, or think that we know everything is the the second that we stop growing as a person, no matter what we want to do, right? So if I think that this diet and this training style is the only way to go because it's the best, then one, sooner or later, I'm going to start getting results, but then two, my clients are going to stop getting results as well. And that right. goes for every avenue of life, right? And I think that's like, that's like a huge takeaway from what I've been just talking about this whole time. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, that actually turned into a, a, a decent story. Um, you know, I think that it, it goes back to my incredible decent as an understatement. My, my incredible, uh, you know, skills of, of, of asking questions. So you're welcome for that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to kind of get away from uh, fitness and, and nutrition um, and, you know, this might even tie into it. But like my last question for you is, is what's the one thing you want to experience before you die? Fucking deep so deep man i think like for me and this is this was the entire fuel um and this will happen so it's not one single like experience like oh on a bungee jump or anything like that and i'm afraid of heights so i will never bungee jump my ex tried to get me to do that a bunch of times that and skydiving i won't do so that's definitely not it but um is travel man and i think like for me i want to visit every continent and i need to do that before i die like so the reason I created an online business was because in my vision, I'm like, if I can continue to help people get a huge reach because I'm in Seattle right now. So now I have clients in Canada, New York, Florida, California. If I can continue growing that, I reach more people and then I can work from anywhere. So my goal is to to not take vacation while traveling to each continent, right? And maybe I stay two weeks to a month in each one. I don't care, but I want to visit every continent. Um, you know, I'm going to Europe for the first time uh, next summer with Luca, and I'm pumped to do that. I'm going to visit some family in Budapest, and that's going to be like a dream come true for me. Um, so, yeah, I think the, for me, it's literally just traveling. I think experiences are more valuable than anything else in this, in this life. Uh, experiences and, and relationships, right? Because those are things that, will always stay with you no matter what. And I think that's that's the most important thing to me. And and if I can go, um, and I want to do it alone, to be honest, unless I end up like meeting somebody and, and that's that was my, my next question. Yeah. Was whether you want to do it alone or I would probably prefer to do it alone. But here's the thing is like if I end up like falling in love and I want to bring someone with me, I would I would definitely I wouldn't be like, nah, you gotta stay home. I'm gonna be gone for a year. But I mean ladies, Cody is a sucker for love, by the way. And <laughs> I think that maybe once you see his coma, he's talking about cutting it and I'm I'm trying to convince him not to cut it because if he does then he's probably never gonna like <laughs> i'll never find yeah, love yeah, bro. he'll never find love so like don't cut it brother hey, like, i'm a that lover not a fighter right there but have you, ever, have you seen avatar yeah so it's like the it's like their tail right like when they plug it into <laughs> Yo, like the, the, <laughs> to the holy tree far. or whatever like that's your <laughs> that's your shit right there like i if think you cut i think that like it's what, a wrap what i you. took out of what he just said is that my comb over is magical and it has a no, lot of powers no. over people no and, i'm and saying we're just gonna change the subject and leave it at that <laughs> Uh, I'm saying it's your only hope. It's, it's not my only hope. <laughs> it's your only hope. So on uh, that note, guys, that is the last question that I have for Cody. We will see you on the next episode, uh, which is probably going to be a lot more interesting. So that is it for today. Uh, Theo Bowie. Cody Boom Boom. And we're, we're out. out. Mind versus muscle. Later. <laughs>